Welcome to Two Waggish Hags Podcast, where two best friends discuss everyday life, the paranormal, and their spooky comical adventures. Welcome back to Two Waggish Hags Podcast with Angela and Aubrey, and today's topic is cryptid creatures. And we're talking about the usual suspects, the Mothman, the Bigfoot, glamorized vampires and werewolves. Yep. And the first one up's the Mothman, so take it away, Aubrey. So, the Mothman is a humanoid creature in West Virginia folklore. He was reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area from November 15th of 1966 to December 15th of 1967. Very specific dates. Yeah. So, as legend has it, the flying Mothman terrorized numerous residents in the Point Pleasant area. The first documented sightings were in November of 1966 when a group of grave diggers working in a cemetery spotted something they thought was strange. They look up and something huge flew over their heads and they said it was a massive brown human being moving rapidly from tree to tree. Oh, yeah. So... Three days after the sighting by the grave diggers, two couples in Point Pleasant, which were the Scarberries and Mallets, said that um, they noticed a white-winged creature about six or seven feet tall standing in front of a car that they were sitting in. <laughs> nope. They told the local paper that the beast had bright red eyes that were about six inches apart and a ten-foot wingspan and appeared to avoid the brightness of the car's headlights. You know what I would have said if somebody reported that to me? Sir, would you and your girlfriend drink? Like, are you on drugs? Right. Do you need... We're just smoking the pot. <laughs> so, they said the creature was able to fly at an incredibly fast speed, possibly even 100 miles per hour. Uh-uh. They were all in agreement that the creature was clumsy while running on the ground, and they said the creature chased their vehicle to the outskirts of town in the air and then scurried into a nearby field. That's a negative. I'm not... <laughs> nah. Uh-uh. You are not gonna catch me in any part like I don't eat we live in the country and I don't like driving down these back roads at night because you know why you never know what you're gonna see caca caca it could be four deer it could be a giant sized man with wings and glowing red eyes so they said that they knew that they sounded crazy but that they all saw it and that it was not their imagination no 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 it couldn't be so Many were skeptical, and in the paper they called the Mothman a bird and mysterious creature. Oh, of course it's mysterious. Now, one of the witnesses described it as a man with wings, and over the next year, more and more reported sightings were reported. Yeah. So, eight of the sightings were reported three days after the first claim. So, three days later, eight different groups or whatever came forward and said, hey, we saw this too. Oh, so, this also included the claim from two volunteer firefighters who said that they saw a very large bird with large red eyes. Then, 90 miles away from Point Pleasant, West Virginia, in Salem, West Virginia, Newell Partridge, a building contractor, 
said he was watching TV, his dog bandit was on the porch, and around 10.30 p.m., his TV all of a sudden went dark and strange patterns filled the screen. He said a loud whining noise erupted outside that sounded like a generator winding up. Mm -mm. So, poor bandit. He goes into this howling frenzy. Noel said he became alarmed, found a flashlight, headed outside to investigate, and once outside, he found two red eyes that he said looked like bicycle reflectors near his hay barn that was about 150 yards away. No. Bandit takes off across the yard, barking and challenging the creature. Noel ran in the house, grabbed a gun, and said fear overtook. He later told reporters that he what he saw scared him so bad he couldn't go back outside and ended up sleeping with his gun next to his bed that night. Now, the fact that he could go to sleep. <laughs> and why wasn't he worried about his dog? Like, I personally would have peed all over myself. Had to go inside and clean myself up. And right. there's no way I would have been able to go back to sleep. I would right. have been looking out the window with my gun ready like nay nay you're not coming up in here right sorry i'll save you in a little bit i gotta change Bandit, i'm so sorry uh. so but then again if it was abby i'd have been like <laughs> in charge and like give me uh, a dog right <laughs> but that's abby the rest of them i'd have been like oh, i'm so sorry right so he couldn't tote mine off <laughs> he sure could so people think i have a horse living in my house <laughs> Like, where are we at? So, the next morning, Newell discovers that Bandit's missing. He said there were tracks in the mud by the barn, and it kind of looked like his dog had run in mindless circles as if he was chasing his tail. Oh, I've seen that happen on TikTok videos. There you go. But people are laughing, so (laughs) their Bandit's not going to get kidnapped. Caw-caw, caw-caw. So, he said two days later, he was reading the local paper and came across an article that detailed what the Scarberries and Mallets had witnessed the same night that Bandit disappeared. So, Roger Scarberry stated that he saw the body of a large dog on the side of the road during their frantic drive into Point Pleasant. And when they left on the same route a few minutes later, the dog was gone. Uh-uh. That would be and concerning. poor Bandit was never found. Poor Bandit. Rest in peace, Bandit. So, a lot of people have attributed the sightings to a sandhill crane, which stands almost as tall as the average man and has red flesh around the eyes. But aren't they really skinny? Yeah, and it doesn't really explain, like, the bicycle reflector. Yeah, and nobody said it was a malnourished moth. Right, and, I, I mean, mean it said it stands almost as tall as a man, yeah. not taller than no. a man. Mm. Yeah. Some people thought the sightings weren't real, that they were a joke. A lot of people said that they were the sightings of an animal, and those making the reports had an overactive imagination, which I can see that too. Yeah, I do have an overactive imagination. And so, in 1967, the Silver Bridge collapsed and killed 40 people. Now, this bridge is the major route in and out of town, and... People claimed that they saw the Mothman the day before on the bridge and that it was possibly an omen to the disasters to come and after this sighting stopped. So, they saw him from November 15th of 1966 to December 15th, the day before the bridge collapsed. And there he was. 
and now he's gone. Nobody has seen him since. So it could be kind of like a Jeepers Creepers kind of thing. He came out to feed and Lord, I hope it's time is not coming back. I just don't know if, what I would do if I seen something like that. Right. Something that big. Like six to seven feet tall, big red eyes. Chasing your car. Ten foot wings. I mean, it honestly kind of even sounds like Jeepers Creepers because that joker could fly. Yeah, and a lot of stuff happens in Virginia. Maybe we should just make Virginia an episode. Right, because they have a lot of folklore over Yeah, there. they got the Roanoke star. Yeah. And we will discuss that yep. in our episode about Roanoke. And so, they got, they got a lot going on over there. I don't know. So, next, though, you know, because you can't have a show about cryptic creatures and not talk about Bigfoot. Right. A.K.A. the Sasquatch. The hidden hide-and-seek champion of the world. Like, I couldn't hide that good when I was little. I always got found. Right. You know? And I don't move fast enough. Well, I mean, maybe I could. But, but like, for the size of this creature, though, how... How... Do you not see it? Right. I mean, because apparently he's huge, and there's only been a few sightings, so... Like, I think there's one everywhere, too. You got, like, a Mississippi one, and... But I think it stays more, like... I can see that being the slow one on the moonshine, and, like, I'm not traveling... It's supposedly in Bolivar County, the Mississippi Howler, but... Yeah. I don't think he travels far. He's probably drunk all the time. Yeah. He probably finds all the moonshine steals. I wonder if that's mostly why those people don't get believed. Because they're out there cooking moonshine. And then all of a sudden you see... Well, you can't exactly and tell look, them what you're like, doing. And they're like, it's the fumes. Right? Like we that's watched, just Leroy. We watched a show one time where in Tennessee this guy said that the Sasquatch, they found him at their steel site drunk. <laughs> he was stumbling and falling. And I was like, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, it's hard to tell. Maybe they like a good moonlight libation, too. Um, yeah. I would, maybe that's how we catch him. Right? He's so lonely. Maybe that is. But I heard they like candy bars, too. So you put out some candy bars and a moonshine steal. But Girl. knowing us, we go to we wouldn't even catch him. We'd go to jail for having all that shit out there. <laughs> That'd be our love. We'd get caught. We're like, we're trying to catch Sasquatch. All we're going to do is distill water. Girl, we wouldn't even go to jail. They would have us admitted for like a 24-hour We would be on TMZ. <laughs> That's not how I want to get there. We'd end up in Whitfield. Amen. So, hey, but you know, cartoons and... But then you got to worry about electroshock therapy. I don't think we'd get electroshock therapy. Do they even do that now? We'll discuss that for another episode. I never know. Right. They may be doing it on the Lolo. Right. So he is Bigfoot is another humanoid creature, a cryptozoological oddity, yeah. if you will, you know. So mostly he lives in the forest of North America, and why not? Because you mean, know it's a beautiful place. It is. It is. It really is. So I don't know how it looks at night. I don't want to go. Wanna a lot of people get lost out there. That'd be me. But when looking for Bigfoot, people find do find some evidence. You know they say it. They claim they got visual evidence. You seen it, but you didn't get a photo of it. But, yeah. I mean, I think by people's body language, you can really tell if they seen something or not. What do you, 
Have you seen something you'd like to tell us about? <laughs> you keep throwing my, pins over there. My candy cane pan is trying to get away. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Like, get on him, be still. But there's alleged video and pictures. Most of them's grainy or... But, yeah. I mean, you do see in some of these videos this big... Yeah, like... Like, I don't know how to there's explain that. There's definitely something out there. Yeah, there's something but out there. But, then again, it could be a hunter in a ghillie suit. Look, the damn ocean's so big, they ain't explored all of it. It could be a Dollar General down look, there in a church. Look, I've wondered. Cause, in you know, a liquor at store. At one point, NASA was, like, frantically searching the ocean. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, they're like, we got to get off the planet. What, what if, did they find? What if the aliens underneath the water need a Dollar General to shop in? They need a liquor store. I don't know. They I mean, liquor at Dollar General? Yeah, they no. do. But Some I'm saying we're in the south. On every corner is a church, a Dollar General, and a liquor store. And yeah. soon, coming soon, a dispensary. Really? Yeah. Girl, I don't know. I don't be. They open in the dispensaries next month. Where? There's one in Hernando that's going to be an all-girl ran pot dispensary. Oh. And grow facility. Oh, I didn't know that. Right? It's going to be nice. I'm going to set up cookies out there. <laughs> That's when my cookie business is going to take off. I'm going to set up cookies, damn it. Would you like some coconut cake? <laughs> Sir, would you like to buy some of these cookies? Look, that's where the, all the Girl Scouts are going to be. See? They're all going to uh-uh. be set I'm up tossing right them. There. I'm tossing them. Get off my corner, little girl. <laughs> this is my cookie corner. This is my spot. I claimed it. I'll be out there in my brownie outfit talking about, this is my corner, (laughs) yo. Get off my cookie aisle, girl. (laughs) Okay, so back to business, y'all. So, there's thousands of people who report their sightings and encounters with the Bigfoot all over the world. Because, like I said, I think they have cousins over here, cousins over there. Ain't Mary Bell's up in Georgia. You got some that's over in Virginia. It's not just for lovers. It's for Bigfoot. Yep. So there, there's that. But they have them in Asia and, you know, down in Florida and Louisiana. We got to do a whole show on the cryptids of Louisiana. Because the Ruga rule. The Ruga rule. No. I, I just like saying that like that. The Ruga rule. <laughs> oh, the Ruga rule. Okay, that's... So, in Asia, they call it the almas. I believe that's that's how they... And the urine. Not the urine. The The urine. urine. Or, they call it the yeti. And in Australia, they call it the yowie. And over here... And, of course, they would have a Bigfoot in Australia. Like, why wouldn't you? I mean, hell, it's Australia. Right. They got everything big down there. Koalas, kangaroos. Lord, there's spiders down there eat birds. So, everybody that's seen the Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yowie, whatever you want to call it, they describe it as a large, muscular creature, obviously don't need a gym, that stands upright. Witnesses say they are black, brown, or dark in color, and they stand between six feet and nine feet. They'll probably be at the teenage level, like my little baby giant in there, Nolee. Or sometimes 10 to 15 feet. Now, I am sorry. If I'm going out in the woods and I'm starting a fire and I'm camping with my family and I see this hairy, ape, humanoid-like creature about 10 to 15 feet coming at me, I'm not even packing up the tent. 
I'm going for the car and I am gone. I'm not staying for a picture. No video. Hold up. Pose for me. Strike a pose. Would you like a beef stick? Be like, hey, I'm going to need you to Vogue. Yeah. People don't believe you. People don't believe you exist. Let me just snap a picture. They have broad shoulders and no visible neck or and long arms. And at night, it said that their eyes glow yellow or red. And obviously, because he doesn't have a shower, they say that you will see big, you will smell Bigfoot before you even see him. Yeah, and regardless of those old Irish Spring um, commercials, he doesn't have the soap. Right, in the Jack Links commercial, he looks way too clean. Right. Like, what are you shampooing your hair in, I know, sir? why are your locks so lovely? Right, because I have all this little stuff right here. I'm considering smoothing down and sticking to my forehead all these edges right here. <laughs> your baby fuzz. I'm insecure. <laughs> I'm insecure about it. I feel so bad. So, mainstream scientists, though. So, you have your cryptozoologists who have the casts and believe in Bigfoot and you have the museums and you have whole entire little towns that are dedicated to Bigfoot and mm-hmm. aliens and stuff. But my most mainstream scientists believe it's either folklore, misidentification, a hoax, or a combination of all three. So some of the people who have even witnessed this have even claimed that they told a lie. But see, I really feel like that that's the government. Like, the government got them. Yeah. They're trying to keep them on the, right. you know, on the hush-hush. So, they're like, we're going to give you right. this. We're going to do this for you, and I need you to recant your statement. And see, they had the Minnesota Iceman. And I watched a show on that yesterday, I believe it was. I ain't had a day off in a while, and I got three days off. So, technically, I'm in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the store I work in twice since... I got Going to Hawaii? Yeah, since I left out for Hawaii. I'm like, this is just an illusion. You don't... This is not the Angela you're looking for. I'm on the beach, (laughs) drinking Mai Tais. So, pretend you didn't see me. Like John Cena. Right? I'm in camera. Put your sunglasses on like the little boy on Big Daddy. Right. And one of the things that we're going to talk about next was probably the most romanticized thing that ever scared the living shit out of me. I was so petrified when I was little because my parents let us watch horror movies that a vampire was going to swoop through my window and get me that I would cover my head all the way around and I'd wrap it up like a cocoon, like a sleeping bag. Like he can't eat your face. Right, like he can't just bite me anywhere. (laughs) They only go for the neck, don't worry. Right, oh yeah, see? You know, no problem. <laughs> I, I figured if I had my blanket, I was in my safety Look, seat. I'm telling you, he will not bite your face off your face. I know. So, well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I just said that like I'm in a gang of them. All my friends do that. All like, my, I know all the vampires. All, all my friends are blood-sucking vampires. <laughs> Maybe energy-draining vampires. I'd be like, no... If you if you here to suck some blood, you got to go on. Because I don't like warm drinks. I only like hot chocolate. I don't like thick, warm drinks. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not my flavor. Right. I only like hot coffee and hot cocoa. I don't even like cocoa. Oh, my God. It's, see? 
So tell us about vampires. So. I only know them to live in New Orleans. Now, the folklore originated in Europe. Oh my God, all of it starts in Europe. <laughs> and it was in the late 17th century, early 18th century. You go ahead. <laughs> the tales later entered Germany and England where they were embellished and popularized. Of course. I know. Like, they had to take and run with it. We're all embellished. So, vampires are said to be evil mythological beings that roam at night searching for people to drink their blood. Yeah. And vampires hunt at night because the sunlight weakens their powers. So, it doesn't kill them. They don't go poof. They don't sparkle. They don't shine bright like a diamond. Start bubbling in spots and explode. Right. And some vampires have the ability to morph into bats or a wolf. They have super strength and often have hypnotic abilities to affect their victims. And you also can't see their image in mirrors and they cast no shadows. Sounds like a narcissist. So. I can hypnotize you and. I sing to you so good you fall in love with me. I look so good I can't (laughs) even see myself in the mirror. You will never be at my level. You will always see how ugly you are. I'd be like, rude, get out of my house. Could uh, you get out of my face? Right. Leave. So, the vampire superstition thrived in the Middle Ages while the plague killed entire villages. Mm, you gotta blame it on something? Yeah. The plague often left people with bleeding mouth lesions, Ew. which to the uneducated was a sign of vampirism. It also wasn't uncommon for anyone with an unfamiliar disease to be considered a vampire. Oh, yeah. You got a blood disease? Vampire. Right. Porphyria. I don't know what I was... I thought she was was fitting to say (laughs) porphyvore. I don't know what I was fixing to say, but it wasn't this. So, porphyria... So, if you caught porphyvore... (laughs) Could you please? Right. (laughs) Porphyria is a blood disorder that causes severe blistering when the skin is exposed to sunlight. That sounds like an STD. Right? <laughs> a sun transmitted disease. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it has been linked to the legend of the vampire, and some of the symptoms of porphyria can be temporarily relieved by ingesting blood. Ooh. Right. So. Is that a blood transfusion today? Yeah, I don't know. It's an ingesting. So, that's through the mouth. So, that's literally like drinking blood. But, you know. It literally just made me Back then, maybe they didn't have blood transfusions. Maybe they didn't know to do that. I couldn't. I'd have to be a vegan. What what would be the vegan version of a vampire? Turnip juice? It's, I don't know. That's a good question. But. We'll be talking about that all day. <laughs> when a suspected vampire died, their body was inspected for signs of vampirism. In some cases, a stake was driven through the heart of the corpse to make sure they stayed dead. They also would decapitate and burn the bodies. And they did this well into the 19th century, which wasn't that long ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, because there was a story about some guys robbing a grave and well not robbing a grave taking the body and then 
I get, what would you would you rekill it? I mean, right? Like, um, how can you? They got they're like, how about we don't? Right. So that'd be double jeopardy. You can't kill them again. So I know. Like, oh, if you like, like I tell my husband, like if you die, I'm gonna kill you. I told you the old lady down the street was a vampire. Let's go dig her up and kill her again. Right. That's the only way. The only way. Old ladies down here probably bury people in their backyards. Right. I mean, this Under is the, the south, okay? We don't know. Don't want to know. Exactly. There's some <laughs> weird people around here, folks. So, anytime a large number of deaths occurred, vampires were blamed. Obviously. The most popular vampire was Mercy Brown, who was the daughter of George Brown, a local farmer. And a farmer. I don't know what I said, but farmer. You threw an extra letter in there. <laughs> so, they said she rivals Count Dracula as the most notorious because unlike Dracula, Mercy Brown was a real person from Exeter, Rhode Island. <laughs> it's always the American people. So, in the late 1800s, many of George's family members, including Mercy, died of tuberculosis. The community oh. used Mercy as kind of a scapegoat to explain all the deaths in the area and as we've mentioned it wasn't uncommon at that time to blame deaths on Vampires. like in one family on the undead yeah so he had a lot like he lost a lot of people to tuberculosis of but they also didn't have antibiotics back then right i mean these people didn't come up with antibiotics until when was waverly hills open Hell, I don't know. God, I don't remember. But it was in the the 20s and 30s. Yeah. Like, we didn't even have DNA tests until 1990. Yeah. They didn't even know what DNA was. Learned that in criminal justice class. There you go. So, anyway. The bodies of each Brown family member were exhumed and examined for signs of vampirism. And when Mercy's body was exhumed, she didn't display any severe decay. Which isn't really surprising because her body was placed in an above-ground vault, and it was during a New England winter. So, she, she was froze. Yeah, she was preserved, like the Iceman. So, she was accused of being, of being a vampire, along with making her family sick from her icy grave. Oh. Now, the townspeople decided to take matters into their own hands and cut out her heart burn it and feed the ashes to her sick brother who, surprise, surprise, died shortly after. Oh, well, because, yeah, they fed him ashes. Right. And he had tuberculosis. Jesus. <laughs> Come back. And last but not least, we're going to discuss werewolves. The other twilight oh. creature. The other romanticized. Because, you know, it's a human. It's a wolf. He's a lovely, lovely little dog. Ooh, what, if yeah. could, what if the werewolves could come back as like a chihuahua? Could you imagine being frightened of that? Be like one time you was vicious. In a past life, you was vicious. Now you just make a lot of noise. So, a werewolf is a human with the ability. Chihuahuas are so right? Right? They're really werewolves. So you have a, a human who transforms or shapeshifts into a wolf, but how do they get that way? So it says that either on purpose 
Like, they wanted to be that way. Why would you want? Could you imagine the flea problem? Right? Or a curse was placed upon them. So, but their transformation happens at night during a full moon. Obviously. Mine does too. Because when you see full moons, who doesn't think about a werewolf? Maybe there's one across the street. We live across from the woods. I don't know what's out there. Girl, I live almost in the woods. But, I mean, they're highly popular in, guess what? European folklore. They predate back to medieval times. And you can apparently find them in forests or swamps near big cities. And folklore suggests that people could become a werewolf by removing their clothes and putting on a belt made of wolf skin. I don't know why I thought you were going to say removing their teeth. Apparently they need those for, you know, nowadays because today you got to be bitten or scratched. Don't bite me. So, look, you scratch me and it's on. If your husband's a werewolf, you cannot declaw them. Because that's how they got to turn their peeps. Well, if my husband was a werewolf, he'd make a sorry werewolf. Mine'd be a lazy werewolf. He'd just sit in there and drink beer when the moon changed. My husband is so, like, oh, like, squeamish. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't make it. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) He'd be a horrible werewolf. It said their strengths are speed and superhuman powers and that their weaknesses are silver bullets and you have to kill them with weapons made of silver. <laughs> Could you imagine killing like a werewolf with like a silver spoon? Right. Boop. Let me touch it to you for you. <laughs> let me shut this down your throat. You have a friend that's a werewolf. You want me to touch this friend to you? Just let me touch it to you once. Let's see what happens. Carolina you are not my friend. Shock thing. Right? Like, touch it one time. Just let me see what happens. Right? Like the TikTok videos where they, where they get somebody to put on the dog collar. I love those videos. I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> and you know, that's about it for werewolves. I guess yeah. for the rest of the information, you can watch Twilight. They romanticized them there. Yeah. And I, I personally felt like Twilight would have been better had they used different actors. Cause right. I mean, old boy who was Edward, he just ain't miserable. Like, maybe the guy who played Thor. <gasps> yes. Like, then I would... Jason Momoa. Girl. What, it'd have been a whole... <laughs> what storyline? I forgot where no, it was going. No. No. Who? Jared Leto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all had Twilight, had Jared Leto, and it would have been so much better. Yes. Yes, we would we would have watched that. I've watched a lot of movies that have him in it. Oh yeah. And I didn't care about the movie. <laughs> right. It's like far like Forrest asked me, because I told him I was like, Ooh, we watched um God. Uh, Morpheus? Yeah. I wanna or see Morbius. that. Mor Morbius. It's on Netflix. I'm gonna watch it because we and, got Netflix back. Um Girlfriend. I don't really know I mean, I had to watch it. A couple of times. The first few times were for Jared Leto. The last time was Jay. <laughs> See what it was about. <laughs> Lord have mercy. We need some help, y'all. Well, <laughs> that's all for today's show. And you join us next week where we're going to discuss Slender Man and my own personal creepy nightmare and fear, black-eyed children. <laughs> like, other people's children scare me, but this is like way another level yeah so until then you've been talking you've been listening 
talking to. You've been listening <laughs> to Two Waggish Hags with Angela <laughs> and Aubrey. And we'll catch y'all on the creepy side. Bye. Bye.